Hello and welcome to this episode of Linux Tech and Hacker Culture. I think that's the order of it. I'm not entirely sure. Today's episode, we're talking about the powerful social media of the future. And it, it should say social networks of the future. But they're pretty much synonymous. So why does this matter? With all the censorship out there today, people are looking for alternatives to the big name social networks. I have a small list of the services I use and still use further down in uh, further down in the post as I'm reading the post, but it's further down, further along in this podcast. You will not see Steemit on here since that's a blogging platform like Medium and not a true social network as we're discussing it today. On, by social network, I mean Facebook and Twitter and things like that, things that are designed to share, not designed to create. I'm a nerd, so these things matter. I love meeting new people online and forming great relationships. That is what social networking provides. Now we are running into problems with the established entities that give us the ability. The thing is, they are 100% in the right when they kick someone off their network. Did you catch that? It is their network, and they can do as they please. While I agree that they hold the right to kick people off their platforms, I don't agree with the hypocrisy they do while doing it. Nor do I, nor do I agree that they should kick people out for disagreeing with the company's religious, political, or moral outlooks on life. This is a slippery slope, and we now have started down the, this path, and these companies should not be our internet police. The ability to read or hear differing opinions makes the internet great. I, for one, am a father of Jesus and do not want people of other, other ideological and ideological beliefs to be censored any more than I want to be censored for mine. If we see these opinions and these points of view, we will either learn something from them or have our current outlook solidify. That's how we grow. Not only seeing what Facebook, Twitter, and other sites want us to follow and believe and see to be correct. That's the danger. So let's discuss what is a social network, how we're defining this today. Just because a site has a social aspect to let people engage around a piece of content does not make that site a social network for me. That does include social media, but for this article, for this podcast, we will be defining social networking sites as those where you share content you created or someone else created, not the sites where the content is created and housed. The focus of the site has uh, to be socializing and not the content. The sites, sites like BitChute and Steemit, the social aspect of the site is a secondary feature to allow engagement with the creator. This makes them a social site, but not a social network. I know this is a semantic issue here, and in the majority of people won't make this distinction, but I am, however, making a distinction and for this talk, and when am I ever with the mainstream anyway? So let's continue on. What are the alternatives The alternatives we have here? Um, here's, here's, this is going to be the list that I have. Alternatives to sites like Facebook, Google+, Plus, and Twitter. Um, these all focus on sharing, crea uh, sharing created material more than creating on this content content on the site itself of course you can create a blog post on facebook you can you can't do it on twitter and you can create one on google plus um within so many characters that's fine these sites uh, do the same thing uh, but the, it's never been the main goal most people 
if they create something and they create elsewhere and they share it on these sites, same goes with these these other alternatives to the big players in the game. The first I'm going to talk about is Mines. Mines.com might have been the first alternative I came across. I heard about this site and its focus on free speech around 2014. This site is free, as in freedom, also free as in price. It's open source uh, with a built-in point system. You can buy points or, or earn them by using the Mines network. 1,000 points equals one US dollar, and you can use the points in a few ways. One way is to use them for boosting a post you made. For every point you use to boost, boost uh, that will put your post on the top of the site in the boosted section. If it gets seen by a user, the point is consumed by mines. This continues until all the points you boosted uh, used to boost your content matches the number of people who saw your post. You can also send points to another user as as a tip, and they can use it to boast, boot, boast, boost their point. I can't keep saying boast. This is this is trash. To boost their post, or they can actually cash it out for their own local currency. Here's a quote from Mines. Minds.com is the central node with over 2 million monthly users. Minds.org is the decentralization hub where you can launch your own social networking app and website based on the Minds free software, which can be private or public and federated. So Minds.com is a central server, it is a central node, um, but you can have a federated version, it seems like. Um, but if you're using Minds.com and it gets shut down, then it basically goes away anyway. But minds.org still works. It's kind of how WordPress.com and WordPress.org are different. Where WordPress.com is a central server where you can blog on. Uh, WordPress.org is the same tools as that that you would find in WordPress.com, but it is a way that you can host it on your own server. That's kind of what they're getting at here, as far as I understand. Now we also have next up on the list is Diaspora. I hope I'm saying that right. The Diaspora Project tells us on their site that they have three core principles. Centralization, freedom, and privacy. All three are near and dear to my nerd heart. Diaspora is a federated network like Mastodon, but has more of a Facebook utility where Mastodon is more of like a Twitter. Each node on the network is called a pod, and they all talk to each other. If the server you are on goes offline, well, the rest of the network keep just chuck, keeps trucking along like, like it never even happened. Diaspora talks about privacy, and they and I quote them saying, In Diaspora, you own your data. You don't sign over rights to a corporation or other interest who would could, could use it. In addition, you choose who sees what you share with aspects. With Diaspora, your friends, your habits, and your content is your business, not ours. End quote. So that's pretty cool that that is their focus, to keep it, keep your stuff, your stuff, not somebody else's. Again, it's federated, so it can, so, you know, if the server you're using gets shut down, then you're kind of screwed. Uh, but you can also join another one, so that's fine. Or you can start your own, and where, you know, you are the only user on your, on your pod, and you can connect to other people anyway. That's an option, but that's a more of a nerdy option. I am on, uh, if you go to joindiaspora.com, that's the one I use. I believe that's what it is. Let me look it up real quick. I'm on my computer right now. It is called, uh, push the button. Okay. Or yeah. So join diaspora.com is the one I use. It's the biggest node on the network. It has a few thousand people on it. 
Um, so it would be the biggest target, obviously, to be shut down. So keep that in mind. Um, being a federated uh, federated service, uh, one server could have rules that another server doesn't. So you can look into that to see, you know, if you want to be if you don't want to see I don't know tech posts, then you would join a federated ser join a server that doesn't allow tech posts. Stupid example, but you get the point. That's how that works. Now we're going to talk about Gab. Gab has had a lot of press and uh, at the time that I am recording this, uh, well, recently, since before this, um, after they got kicked off of the Google Play Store. Their focus is free speech, but they are not decentralized. This has already become a problem for them when their host dropped them, when their host dropped them after the Play Store fiasco. Gab is an interesting site with many interesting characters. They got a they they have this alt right label since they have a lot of users who seem to identify as that. From what I see, there are these types of people, but also many middle of the road types as well. If you don't like the content of someone there, you can block them yourself. This keeps their post out of your feed, even if someone you follow causes a trigger to make it show within your feed. Yes, I'm looking at you, Facebook. Stop that. Actually, I don't care. I don't even use Facebook anymore. Gab says they will censor no one that follows their guidelines. This is an issue for me since they still hold the power to kick you off the network entirely. They have not abused this ability as far as I know yet, but he says they won't in the future. Their guidelines are legitimate. I, I, I believe they are straightforward and easy to understand. But then again, everything's open for interpretation. And who says that... My idea of what your of what their thing says isn't what they say. They could, could bend the rules, so you know that's that can be an issue. I have uh, I am on Gab and I have been following the founder and the creators of this platform, and they are looking into a decentralized moving it to a decentralized manner. Uh, but I have not heard anything of it yet. They they might be getting into so the next podcast on Friday to talk about a service called Dat and a browser called Beaker. And it is a decentralized web service. It's awesome. And I believe, uh, I know the owner of Gab is looking into that. Maybe they will make it a peer-to-peer -peer version so that everyone can have a piece of the pie, basically. So stay tuned for Friday for that one. And then we have Mastodon. Guys, mm, I love me some Mastodon. If you're on Mastodon, give me a follow at uh, jrrswab at mastodon.xyz. And uh, let me know that you followed through from this uh, episode of the podcast, and I will follow you back because I love love building up that that social aspect. Um, Mastodon is a decentralized Twitter, as I said before. They have a 500 character limit, uh, which is kind of funny that Twitter now boosts up, up, boosted, upted, upted. Uh, they now allow you to post 280 characters uh, per post on Twitter as of today. Literally, I got the update today, um, so that's nice. Uh, but Mastodon defaults at 500, so that's even better. If you like writing long, long tweets, there you go. Um, we covered Mastodon a lot more in a previous episode called Decentralization: How to Save Our Internet. Um, it's called something like that, at least close enough. So go there, listen to that if you want a lot more details about the Mastodon platform and how it works. It is a federated service, uh, so again, if you are on a server that gets shut down, you lose all your stuff, but this, this, the, the network still continues on as if it never happened, and you can just make a new network, uh, 
in a new profile on another server. Um, the only problem I have with federated services is that someone can make an account p pretending to be you. So uh, what I have done in that situation is create a, uh, I signed a message with PGP, my PGP key that is, uh, I use with Keybase to verify that I am other, the same person on other sites as well. And I linked it in my profile, I believe, maybe it's in a post, uh, a toot, as Mastodon says. Um, so people will know that this is the same JR swab that is the, on other places as well. And that way, that way, if someone makes a fake account with my username, they won't have the ability to make that same uh, that same proof with PGP because they don't have my PGP private key on purpose. Um, so that's an option if you're a super nerd and you want to do that kind of stuff. I found it super useful. I think everyone should look into PGP. It's not hard. It really isn't. You just just use Keybase and they make it super easy to use. And anyone can do this kind of thing. So as I said, send me a message over there on, on Mastodon. I am JRSwab at Mastodon.xyz. I am also JRSwab on Gab. I am JRSwab uh, at join-spora.com and I am JRSwap on Minds as well and uh, yeah guys stay tuned for uh, the next next podcast coming up about DAT and DAT D-A-T and uh, Beaker Browser uh, they are making the web decentralized and it's awesome I love it I'm talking about internet 3.0 don't even need blockchain don't even need it It's it's amazing I'm looking forward to talking about that so thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time and your effort. I have a Patreon, as I always say. Yeah, don't spend money on me unless you just want to throw it out the window. That's fine. You can go buy a monitor instead of giving it to me. But hey, if you really want to give me money, Patreon is a good way to do it. Or you can send it to me directly through Bitcoin. Uh, I guess Ethereum works too. Or Steam. You can send me Steam. That's good too. Steam's easy because you can just get my uh, my username, JRSwab, and send me, direct, send me a direct a bunch of steam uh so if you have steam you can do that as well uh, but no no never never any obligations this podcast will always be free and there's never any paywalls for my content i create because i love to create and uh it's nerdy because i'm a nerd thanks for listening i really appreciate it until next time guys stay nerdy